I've been praying for the non-believers. All my neighbors thinking I will leave her. Awful eager to fall for all deceivers. They don't care what the creator prefers. They don't believe in walking up to Peter. They don't believe in God, Jesus either. Go from breeders and the instant reapers. Listen to the tweeters, the twisted leaders, misdemeanors. Then you go for felonies. Hello and welcome to Be Vigilant. I'm your host, Matt Dean. Today with me is my good friend, Caleb Collier. Today's episode is brought to you by us here at Be Vigilant. We thank you guys for tuning in on ACN Monday through Thursday at 3 p.m. Caleb, what's going on today? Well, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, I went and got my hair and makeup done. Oh, thank uh, you. Yep, to, uh, to make sure that I was all ready and set to uh, to come on Be Vigilant here. Hey, we, we appreciate that. Uh, I guess uh, we might have stepped in it last <laughs> week when we made fun of you guys at church and state. We didn't make Maybe it's jealousy, right? I think. That is you that guys, what it is? You guys are growing and... <laughs> You guys are reaching out and getting a bigger and bigger audience. So if you guys don't know who Caleb Collier is, host of Church and State, is one of his hats. The Evergreen Faith Rep. Faith Rep for Turning Point USA Faith, which is who brought us Charlie Kirk a couple weeks ago. That's pretty awesome. Um, We thank you guys for doing that. It was eye-opening to hear a national figure like that come to our town, sit with Pastor Brian Noble. That was great. He did a great job. He did. You know, I, I expect uh, some great things out of Brian Noble. Uh, love that man. Uh, if you're looking for a good church, uh, you know, and, and, and these days you got to be real careful where you're uh, being fed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Valley Assembly, especially when Brian is preaching, uh, fantastic place to end up. Yeah, that man loves Jesus, and he does not shy away from it. Especially, and even in the Charlie Kirk, he kept bringing it back. Hey, we got to continue to pray for these transgender people, these people in the homosexual lifestyle. Jesus died for them as well. Yeah, amen. Uh, you know, there's 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 only one sin specifically in the Bible that says that separates you from the Lord, and that's you know, the rejection of the Holy Spirit. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the one unforgivable sin there. Uh, but for some odd reason, Christians have like homosexuality or transgenderism. They they almost have this hierarchy to sin. Like these are the ones that that are the worst. And mm-hmm. the reality is, is every sin separates us from Jesus. You know, we uh, we can't take that that model. And expect to win souls for Christ. Yeah. That's why I tell people, stop ranking sin, because guess what? Your sin is just as bad as that in God's eyes. And as soon as you start ranking it, you turn into that, what is that, Murfreesboro mm-hmm. Baptist Church. Wish they would call themselves anything but Baptist. But... <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah. I got to take that one on the chin. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know, I, I identify as a Wesleyan, so don't get me started on the Methodists. Yeah. Ooh. You heard Becky and I the other day. We lit them up. But we also did say there's a great Methodist out there. There's people that have been saved and come to know Jesus through the Methodist Church. And we see a, a split happening. The ones that are true, God-fearing, Bible-believing are going, walking away from the, the organization, not the, the church, right? Yeah, and, and we should uh, not only expect this, but we should encourage it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the world, as, as we look at it, um, it's getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. Man. It, I mean, we just did an episode yesterday on this girl who identifies as a frog now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the video is hilarious. Uh, but if we've got people that are identifying as frogs and, and uh, you know, whatever else, we need, especially as Christians, but we need to separate from this world. Yeah. I mean, if there was ever a call to separate from this world, it's right now. Yeah, I loved what Sawyer said. Not, not a frog. They just sit there and bounce around. I think he said it was. It was great for a young man to say, "What? You're crazy, lady." Yeah, I, I, that, that was the question, right? If you're if you're going to now just full on embrace your insanity, 
Why would you decide on a frog? Mm-hmm. Like of all the animals out there, a frog, really? Yeah. I, like you said, I might accidentally step on you, right? Yeah. Can I identify as a millionaire? Well, that. Yeah, that that means you're transeconomical. Oh. I, I fully embrace that one for sure. I I feel I believe that I'm a millionaire. So why should you treat me any different than that? And if you do, then obviously you're filled with hate speech. Exactly. And hey, banks, when I walk in, remember this: I'm transeconomical, right? Yeah, it's a thing, man. <laughs> yeah. Why not? You can identify as anything. I'm, I might as well identify as transeconomical. Yeah. On that note, let's talk about that story I just brought to you from Vice. Everybody loves Vice News, right? It's such a great institution. <laughs> you love them, really? Yeah, yeah. They've uh, they've written a few times about me. Uh, thanks, Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I appreciate it. But yeah, that story's crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. So the founder, the one that created the VR virtual reality that sold to Meta, Facebook, for $2 billion for the technology, is also a government contractor. Huh. That's weird. Tied in that way. He has created a new VR headset that looks just like the Oculus. If you're into Facebook Meta stuff, I'm not. Seems weird. But he's created a VR headset that actually kills you if you die in a video game. Three explosive charges through your frontal lobe, it says. I, I love this. I, I cannot believe that this isn't actually an actual thing. And we, we were talking uh, off, uh, I say off camera because I'm used to church and state, mm-hmm. but off the air. Um, that This is literally the VR version of Running Man. Yeah. And, and you can see how this is going to progress. You can see where these these big time gamers, the ones that have you know millions of followers. Yeah, and they make more money than the actual athletes that they're playing in the video game. Yeah, they do. Uh, but you can see they want to test themselves, right? There's a there's a big bounty on the end of it. Who can survive this? And they'll actually sign up for this, and people will watch it, and they'll be rooting for their favorite people. It'll literally be just like The Running Man. I mean, we we talk about all of these dystopian films that are actually coming alive mm-hmm. nowadays. Did you ever think we'd come to The Running Man? No. I mean, I thought world's getting crazy, but yeah, like you said, this is going to be it's going to be a big thing. And I guess it it airs back to the gladiator days, right? That's where you Mm -hmm. think about that. They loved watching men get mauled by lions or maul each other. And so I think we've always been into the gladiator part. Now these video game nerds, and I say that not lightly because that's what they are, Mm -hmm. are going to man up and they're going to try this. And Hollywood, you got it right again, I guess. It's hats off to you. Yeah, I, I, there's something to be said for watching, particularly the dystopian movies. Uh, my wife hates it when I pick the movies out because it's always that. I'm always going, oh, let's watch this one, you know. But but you've got to watch the dystopian movies because there's a lot of projection that occurs from Hollywood. And, and if you're paying attention, you can see uh, what their progression is going to look like as they try to build this this brave new 1984 is what I call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you have the shirt? It says make 1984 fiction again. I do. So true. I mean, that's one of my favorite books. I've read it three times, I think, and mm-hmm. over the years. And yeah, I never, I never thought that I'd be living in 1984. That's just me though. Yeah. And here we are, you know, we're, uh, and, and why I call it the brave new 1984 is, is because we're, we're a mixture. You mm-hmm. know, you look at uh, the, the communist Chinese They they are a true 1984 state, right? Yeah. They are surveilled, entirely uh and and but then you look at the more uh brave new world model and that's it's more of western europe where they're they're sedated and they embrace their slavery and here in the united states we're a little bit of both yeah so true they want they we are a surveilled state maybe they we don't have government cameras on every corner but you know they're tracking our phones and our movements and they they even came out a couple months ago and said that they've tracked people during covid that broke the lockdowns 
Caleb, I gotta say, you and I, we're toast. Oh, man. We're in a lot of trouble <laughs> here. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> they know where we were, or do they? I don't know. Bring it on, I guess, is what I gotta say. Look, we've got to be bold, mm-hmm. uh, especially today. Uh, yeah. it, there is a calling for that. And, and we'll talk a little bit about the elections a little bit later and why you need to be bold. But we're not hiding. We're not hiding who we are. We're not hiding what we believe in. Mm-hmm. And we are not hiding from the fact that if you act in a tyrannical manner, we are going to stand against you united. Yep. So, look, we do rallies. We did rallies during the pandemic. All right. If, if we're an enemy of the state, then so be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We would be part of that 3% that pushed back in the first uh, Revolutionary War, I would say. It feels maybe more like we're in 2%. I don't want to drop down to 1%, then that pulls it in with the motorcycle gangs, right? <laughs> you know, um, it's interesting on that note. You know, history always looks kindly on those who actually opposed uh, the tyranny of, of whatever government it may look like, right? You've, you've got the William Wilberforces, you've got the Dietrich Bonhoeffers, individuals who even the church told them to be silent, mm-hmm. right? To just go along to get along. And these are the men that we celebrate. These are the men that we look to. You know, no, nobody's looking to, um, uh, you know, what's the uh, the great movie with Braveheart with, mm-hmm. with Mel Gibson, right? Nobody looks at Robert the Bruce, which, by the way, that's not an actual, like a factual depiction of that individual, historically speaking. Mm-hmm. But in the movie, nobody looks at Robert the Bruce and says, that's the hero, right? Yeah. It's not till the very end when he actually steps up and actually becomes a man, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be William Wallace in the movie. In the mm-hmm. movie, they want to be William Wallace. But where are you in real life? Exactly. I'm the Irish guy. It's my island. There you go. <laughs> Just a crazy nut job mercenary. I'll do it for whatever reason. But yeah, everybody wants to be William Wallace. We've been at rallies where we've seen people painted up like him. And mm-hmm. that it is. It, history favors the bold. Amen. And right now, in my opinion, the church needs to be bold. You, you recommended this book. Let's talk about that a little bit. Letters to the American Church by Ameri- uh, Eric Metaxas. Yes, Eric Metaxas. So yeah, uh, TPUSA Faith wants to get this book into the hands of every single pastor in this nation. Uh, you know what? In the world. Yeah. Because it would literally transform the Christian church. Uh, you know, we, we'll talk about America because we're in the United States and we love this nation. We're, it's we're, easy to do. We're Christian nationalists, oh, if, well, you wanna, if you want to say that, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll but, take it. I'll take yeah, it. Yeah, why not, right? But we, we, we read this book and it literally encourages, not just encourages, it makes you feel guilty if you are not being bold for Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and for the country as well, right? And that's what we need. You know, the, the model for the American church um, has always, has for a very long time been seeker friendly. Mm-hmm. And, and why did we, why did we see so many churches move that direction? Because it worked. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, and that, that's, that's free market, right? That's, that's capitalism. There's an idea that emerges and it's, if it's successful, it's copied. Mm-hmm. Right? We see this over and over and over again in the United States. Well, somebody introduced the seeker-friendly model, you know, where you gotta have a gotta have a rock concert, you know, you gotta hear laser lights and your fog machines, mm-hmm. you gotta have that hip, cool pastor with the skinny jeans. Make sure there's a coffee shop in there, and all you talk about is God is love, right? Yeah. And you don't want to be judgmental, and and you don't want to have a message that's confrontational, right? And that worked, and you saw massive church growth. Mm-hmm. That model's no longer working. If you look at the numbers, if you look at the data, what are you seeing? Well, you're seeing that the biggest uh, amount of, like, individual church growth is just Christians hopping from one church to another. Oh, right? wow. They get, they get tired of the church that they're currently at, and they go and find another one. And it's the same story. It's just a cycle of Christians looking for that, that one perfect church. Well, you're never going to find a perfect church. Mm-mm. But 
what are we seeing right now in America? People want bold men and women, right? Yeah. They want bold leaders. That's why Rick, uh, our Ron DeSantis did so well in Florida because he's a bold leader. Yeah, that was a he mopped the floor. Yeah, he did, right? But we want that in churches too. And if we can prove that the new model, if you want serious church growth, if that's all you're concerned with, right? Which a lot of pastors unfortunately are. Mm -hmm. But we can use this model to show them, hey, they want bold speakers, pastors that are willing to talk about so many of these moral issues. And and I'm not stuttering. I'm not, I don't mean political issues. I mean moral issues. Yeah. Right? If we can show that, then we can see massive church growth, and we can actually transform this country. Yeah. I think it was when Charlie Kirk was here. He said, if you're in a church, just decide if you're in a bad church or not. On the day after the Roe v. Wade, if your pastor didn't get up and praise God for that and say that this is the end, you know, that was a huge step for God, then leave. And, and I could say, you know, our church isn't very political, but our pastor, he was on vacation. And he said, let me step in here. I got to say something. And he he stepped out and said that, you know, with tears almost in his eyes. And I mean, that's what we need. We need men to stand in front of the church and call sin, sin, and moral right is moral right. And that will bleed into politics. I know. I know that that's what God wants because that's what this country was founded on, right? Yeah. Well, you know, when we were over at the Reawaken America tour at the state line, uh, we interviewed Roger Stone. Mm -hmm. And off camera, he was telling us about his conversion from Catholicism to Christianity, right? To Protestantism. Protestantism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but he was at Mass. It was the Sunday after Roe v. Wade. And the message from the, the church was on getting vaccinated and wearing masks. And he said, I can no longer do this. And he, be, and he uh, started going to a Presbyterian church. Now, you know, for me, uh, <laughs> keep going. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep, keep moving a little bit further. But you know what? Awesome. I love the fact that he decided I can't be in a church like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I will never make fun of a, a man's Christian walk. Presbyterian's a good way to get, get into it a little bit. Like you said, take the next step, and I pray that he will. Mm-hmm. But it, and I love Catholics. You know, my grandma was a little Irish Catholic. Yeah. She took me to mass, and I believe Catholics are good-hearted. There's going to be Catholics in heaven. Absolutely, I completely agree with that. I hate this pope. I, I don't want to say hate, but this pope is a globalist. Yes, he is an elitist. He doesn't care about his people below him. No. And there's there's a movement in the Catholic Church. I see, you've you know explained it to me here that don't recognize the pope. They recognize Jesus Christ, and they got a little bit of extra. But whatever, if, if they're good people and they're doing good in their communities. Yeah, you know, you know, ultimately it comes down to I'm glad I'm not uh, the judge of humanity. Yeah. Right? yeah. Because I, I think, honestly, uh, there might be people, if you were even capable of being surprised once you enter into heaven, I, I think there would people, be people that would be surprised at who was actually in heaven. Uh, I think you're right. There will be a lot of Catholics. Uh, and I think that. There are a ton of Catholics that are rejecting this pope. You know, we had the opportunity to interview Father Altman. Mm -hmm. That man loves Jesus Christ. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. And he has uh, gone after the pope so much that they took his parish away from him. Hey, persecution, right? Yeah, we should expect it, and we should embrace it. Yeah, real quick talking about people in heaven. I don't know. I was in church, and maybe it hit me. I was talking to a, a brother there about witnessing to the homosexual community and how to do it, and you know, actually on Patriot Radio— Matt had a, a great guy on. I gave him the information there. But it hit me. What if you go through the transgender surgery, male to female, female to male, and then you find Jesus? When you die, you go to heaven and you're, you know, and Becky says, well, you're not going to be anything in heaven. But I just, I want people to know that there is still hope. Even if you mutilate your body like that, God still wants you. Jesus still loves you. And there's still hope because you're still breathing. 
And I think that, you know, I said it in jest and as a joke, but the more it sets in, is like we need to reach out to them because that's what we're fighting, the CRT, the ideologies, and all that is what the church is up against, correct? You know, transgenderism in particular offers us an incredible mission field because these people obviously have some mental health issues if they're looking at uh, themselves and seeing uh, a different gender. In mm-hmm. fact, I would actually suggest that there's a demonic influence oh. over these individuals. Yeah, Satan is powerful. Absolutely, right? But most of them, as they transition, and many of them are going through these surgeries, they're finding that they are more depressed, mm-hmm. that they are more suicidal. If you look at the numbers, once again, you can see that the suicide rates, the domestic violence rates, uh, the drug abuse rates are all extremely high in the homosexual and, and even higher in the transgender community. Mm-hmm. So what do we do as Christians, right? We're supposed to go out there. We're supposed to minister to the sick, right? These people are obviously very sick. Mm-hmm. So let's get out there. Stop stop viewing them as, as an enemy. And, you know, I mean, I know... On church and state, I can say some very controversial things. and They do it here, too. You know, I mean, I like to interject some humor and and whatnot into the show. But the reality is, is as believers, we are called to go out to these individuals and minister to them and bring them to that saving grace of Jesus Christ. Amen. And ultimately, no matter what they've done to their body, they will have that new body, Mm -hmm. that new form in heaven, and it'll be beautiful. Yeah, it is. And I'm looking forward to that, too. As you said last night, you're falling apart. As I took a step down, my knees gave out, you know, it's like, I can't wait for that new body. I don't know what it's going to look like. Hopefully I got an afro. That's what I'm really hoping for, (laughs) being bald most of my life. Yeah, well, I mean, I I understand why you're falling apart. You know, the the Navy, they tend to fall apart a little bit faster than the Marines. That's because we're carrying you on our backs. (laughs) We joke. We love all our military. We love, you know, and that's, that's the beauty of vets we love to rib each other but as soon as somebody from the outside oh, comes yeah. in oh what no what? we yeah. pull, we close ranks and uh we do we, yeah no absolutely and, and you know i mean it's it, veterans day is coming up and, mm-hmm. and right after that it's the marine corps birthday you know it's it's a it's a big day for celebration uh and we should be honoring those who take took that oath to defend our constitution yes sir um and uh so if you're a veteran you know thank you for your service and also your service is still needed Mm-hmm. And especially these days, you got you to remember that you did take that oath to defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And we've got a lot of domestic enemies these days. Yes, sir. Uh, so it's time to, <laughs> you know, work out a little bit more. You know, and I'm talking to myself too. Mm-hmm. You know, work out a little bit more. Get back in in fighting shape. Yep. Because uh, we got to defend this republic. Yeah, and I tell everybody my weapon in the Navy was a torque wrench. So watch out. I can really, I can get you those foot pounds. There you go. Being a mechanic. <laughs> but that's a great way to pivot to what we want to talk about next for the last part of the show here is the elections. You know, Caleb and I and Becky, we got to go to some great elections parties last night for the people that we supported. And not everything turned out the way it should. And to me, you might have heard me after the primaries. I went on a half hour rant and I didn't want to do that because we need to do it through love. In education, that to me, that's the biggest part, is we don't have an informed electorate anymore. Or did we ever? Maybe I'm just living in a, a utopian world where everybody always knew what the people they voted for. And to me, also to pivot back onto Turning Point USA Faith, that's what you guys are here for, is to get the information out to the voters, right? So you can vote with your faith. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we got a great event coming up uh, next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. What is that, the 15th? 15th. 15th. Uh, Spokane Valley Public Library. Mm-hmm. We've rented a room out, and uh, we're going to do our first meeting uh, as a faith hub. Uh, you are the, you guys are the leaders of that, you and your wife. 
And uh, we're inviting everyone to come in. What time is that, 6 p.m.? 6 p.m. at Spokane Valley Library. Yeah, come on out. If you want to get involved and you actually want to see uh, positive change and growth in your local community, because that's really where it's all about, is, is at that local level. That's where we're going to be most effective. Mm-hmm. So come on out, uh, join us, and see what you can do to change this area um, for, for God and for country. Uh, you know, Turning Point USA Faith, um, we are dedicated to getting Christians civically engaged. And we should be, you know, this this idea that politics is dirty, so we as Christians, we don't get in, involved in it. Well, the entire world is dirty, yeah, right? That's what we're called to do. That's part of the Great Commission, and there are multiple mission fields out there. And some of us are called into the political realm. I know I am, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that I'm operating inside of God's plan for my life by engaging in politics. So so don't look at me as somebody who's who's put go- or government uh, or proper government maybe as as like a god in my life that's mm-hmm. that's not what i'm doing here i'm trying to better my area the, the area i've been called into for christ mm-hmm. and when we have a government right i mean the bible is filled with this right when, when you have righteous leaders right the people rejoice exactly proverbs right exactly so let's try to get those righteous leaders in our life and take on these moral issues um so that we're not living in this horrible sinful uh world that that we don't even recognize anymore Mm because america didn't used to be this way yeah god has called us to action and if you think politics oh god will take care of it and we've said it on the show before yeah god will take care of it if you are his workers on the ground we don't have isaiah or jeremiah anymore we have the holy spirit inside of us that means we need to get back in the school boards we took god out of school and that's where it all slid. That's what the, the communists wanted from the beginning. They wanted to erode us from the bottom up, and they've done a fantastic job at doing that. And now, as conservatives, we're fighting each other. We are knocking each other out of races, and we're voting to just—you know, I saw a lot of votes yesterday that I think people just voted the incumbent. Like, did you know that's a Democrat you voted for? Mm-hmm. Did you know you voted for Patty Murray? Or did you just think, eh, she's been there? We don't want to change. Probably know what she was, knows what she's doing, you know? Yeah. She's the incumbent. No, no, no. I really like her oatmeal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm going to stop eating oatmeal altogether. Yeah. Because every time I look at that Quaker Oats guy, I'm like, ah, Patty Murray. He's got better teeth than he, her. He does have better teeth. But but no, we, uh, you know, I talked a little bit in the beginning of the show about how we need these bold leaders. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really the model. So we, we've got to start working at that local level. We've got to unite. You, I love what you just said there about how we are constantly infighting. And we are. We're, we're infighting about everything. Nobody's conservative enough. You know, nobody's pure enough. That's, that's the problem with the conservative movement. You don't see that on the Democrat side of things. Mm-mm. They circle the wagons. They protect their own. And they make sure that they have a game plan to take, to take it back to the, the progressive agenda that they are running with. So get involved uh, at that local level. Come out to the meeting. Mm-hmm. And then let's develop a plan for Spokane County because that's the goal here. Let's yeah. develop a plan for Spokane County to get Christians and patriots involved so that we can actually totally transform this county in 2023 and 2024. Yeah, because the election is going to keep coming. People are going to keep coming up. You know, come meet Caleb and I and Becky. We can put you in contact with whatever school board maybe that you could run for. Different districts do it differently. But to me, we need to start with school boards, start with water commission, you know, public utilities, things like anything that's elected on. Let's get Christians back running for it 
and we want to support you. We want to get your name out there, connect you with the people that can help you move forward. Because I think that's what we see a lot of Christians, they get in and they just say, God God is my guide. Well, sorry, God wants you to knock on doors and give pamphlets out that inform yeah. people who you are. We've got some really important city council races in 2023. Oh, yeah. So let's good. get some candidates. Let's get them out early. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't wait. Get yeah. out early. Announce immediately. This is what I'm running for, and this is who I am. Yep. And then count on the fact that we the people need to protect you. Mm-hmm. Right? We can't bring these people up, these these good candidates, and then say, all right, we, yeah, we got your back, and then just disappear. Mm-hmm. And it happens so often in politics. You know, yeah. I don't know how many times uh, I've been out there with, like, two people doorbelling, right, because nobody else will come out. Mm-hmm. We need the people to get active and engaged in the political system if you actually want to see godly principles return to America. So true. Or if you're just, you know, you and four friends are standing on the corner with signs on election night showing people how to get to the elections office. I think and we did a civic service last night because Spokane County, your elections office, you've hit it behind road construction. That and was in a the mess. Yeah. And I got to say, Caleb, Becky, I, and our friend, we were out there, and we— I don't know how many people we sent and showed them how to get there. So you're you're welcome, Spokane County. We did your job. I'll send you a bill. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I don't think we told the, the two people in masks where to go. Yep. Yeah. We just let them walk by. Or our other one friend that told me that I was number one. Yes. Hey. Yeah. All right. It was great. It was cold. It was it was really cold out there. But you know what? We had some fun out there as exactly. well. Exactly. Right? It's it's fun to get engaged. Yeah. We need to. We need to be engaged. We need to not rest on our laurels because Jay Inslee, you know, pulled back his mandates. Guess what, people? He didn't rescind them totally. He just lifted them. Mm-hmm. It's still there. Whenever he wants, he can drop the hammer again. And that's why, you know, you've heard people like the Silent Majority Foundation on yesterday. They're fighting Inslee tooth and nail, and they're coming at him with everything they got. We need to not go back to sleep right as long as i've known caleb every time you know we fight back and we have a good rally we watch christian patriots go back to sleep it's that brave new world Mm -hmm. they just they want to be satiated and that is not what jesus ever said he said for us to be working to be spreading the gospel and to continuing to push light in the darkness yeah absolutely and that's across all realms you know it's Mm -hmm. not just a political we got to get involved in media and that's one of the things that i love about what you guys are doing here at be vigilant uh if you don't mind i'm gonna plug you guys uh you guys need some support right we need people to put uh money to into the movement Mm -hmm. right and so um i want to make sure that you guys stay on acn that you're doing you're being successful with your podcast uh, we should want m- multiple people, you know, thousands of people developing their own podcasts and radio stations. Yeah. But this is a great one. And so to the audience that listens to your show, donate to Be Vigilant. I know you're going to give out your number here in a minute, but donate to Be Vigilant to make sure that these guys stay on the air. Yeah. If you want to help us out, 509-818-7818. We would love to partner with anybody. We'd love to see what you guys want to hear from us and to help keep us on the air. That would be great. Let me plug you guys real quick. Church and State has been invited to go speak at the Reawaken America Tour. That is awesome. Yeah. But, hey, reach out to Church and State, churchandstate.media. Help them out. Send them some finances to get them and their production team. Look at you guys. Back <laughs> Hair to, and makeup. Yep, back to Tennessee. They've got to look good. <laughs> no, uh, I was joking about it yesterday. Uh, Gabe's the one that looks good. If, if people are tuning into Church and State to, for some eye candy, it's for Gabe, not me. Yeah. Well, right on, Caleb. Thanks for stopping by and uh, talking with us today. Pray for you guys and your continued success. Until next time, remember, be sober, be vigilant. Goodbye. To the old me.
I thought I stopped you. God made me a new.